Hey guys, Cheyenne here. Welcome to my third podcast. Today we will be talking about a rather common species. It's um, the Goliath grouper. To get started, let me introduce you to what they are and what they look like. And be prepared. To get started, we're going to talk about the description of the fish. It is a large saltwater fish growing the lengths of 8.2 feet and weighing as much as 800 pounds up to a thousand. More of the 800 pound though. It has a broad head, round tail, small eyes, and short dorsal spines on its back. It is a brownish yellow or greenish gray speckled pattern and small black spots on its fins. So this fish is rather big, you know, it looks a little scary. Smaller eyes but a bigger face and a bigger mouth. They are also um, referred to as Jewfish. They, the spines on their back are very sharp and they're very noticeable even though they're short. These fish are found more throughout Florida to southern Brazil, including Mexico, the Caribbean, and along the West African coast. Um, it takes, like, it takes more to shallow tropical waters among the reefs than it does brackish water. But the flip is, is that juveniles can live in brackish waters, canals, and mangroves um, when they're younger because they feel more safe and protected there. But once they grow older, they move to the shallow tropical waters in the reefs and stuff. Um, They don't really go any deeper than 150 feet. Um, They usually stay near the, you know, reef and stuff up, uh, up near the... Sorry, completely forgot the word. You guys know what I mean. But their favorite places to be are, like, near rough terrains. Like, rocks, ledges. Ledges with rocks, of course. Rocky bottoms, um, mangroves, shorelines, and shipwrecks. So they like more of a rough terrain, less of a smooth, you know, grassy terrain. They don't really like to be near other fish, I guess you can say. So they try to stay alone. They're very, they're loners. Like, they're big loners. Just like a lot of people, including me. Um, they also, uh, they're ambush attackers. So they don't really take too fondly to just, you know, regular, you know, eating. No, they're aggressive when they eat. And they would much rather be alone. As I said, they would not like to be in groups. They don't like to school like other fish. They like to stay by themselves. Once they're, when they're younger, they mostly feed on, like, crabs, shrimp, you know, like, little things, small fish. But once they get older, they can actually feed on sharks and much bigger fish. Sometimes they can eat things bigger than them. It depends on how big they are at the time. So we're going to talk about breeding and how big they grow and how long it takes them to be, you know, full adults. So groupers navigate to an annual spawning for breeding, meaning they usually go to the same spot when they breed at the same time during the same season. Um, But it usually depends on location and the population. So that would 
be like all what it depends on. New hatchlings, they stay safe, as I said, in mangroves and things like that for the first six years of their life. Um, they dine on fish, shrimp, and crabs, like I said. These fish grow slowly, and they are fully grown and mature around age 20 through 25. Um, they can live up to actually like 37 years, I think. So they grow old, and they are definitely big fish, so... Watch out if you see one. I'm just kidding. We'll get to that. So, um, speaking of fully grown and, you know, them living and whatnot, the most recent threats to them are not overfishing, but the red tide. The red tide actually, in many cases, of different species and times, um, it actually killed a lot of our fish, you know, our turtles and groupers and everything else, like larger fish. So it kind of brought populations down. Um, in 2003 and 2005, there was like extremely low populations of fish. And in 2006, it had improved. Um, so they did get their little thing going back on, but... Um, the population decrease wasn't just from the red tide, by the way. It was from overfishing and things like that. And illegal fishing definitely is one of those that plays into the factor. So believe it or not, these predators do have significance and they do play a part in our ecosystem. They actually play a very important part. It's not anything, I guess you could say, not 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 that important no not not important so it is important that's what i'm trying to say um they are very significant in our ecosystems because they signify a healthy ecosystem so if usually if you see large fish in like a coral reef or something it signifies that that reef is healthy and it is keeping fish alive and it has coral algae things like that so, seeing a goliath grouper is a big plus in ecosystems. So, yeah, they're very, very important. As I said, they return to the same place to repopulate, and they keep habitats also from being destroyed, and it is important, they're important to maintaining balance in the ecosystem. So, they also maintain balance, and they keep things from being destroyed. So we're going to talk about some interesting facts about them because there is quite a few that I think are phenomenal. Um, the first one I thought was really cool that I wrote down because I didn't want to forget it. Um, a female at, at 6.4 or 4.6 feet long caught at spawning, breeding, like place, you know, where they go breed at. She was found and caught an accident, but she was caught and they found out that they had she had 70, 57 million eggs in her. So they obviously would lay a lot of eggs. No, not all of them survive. Just like every other species, things get eaten, things get lost, things die of just, you know, not being healthy. So not all of them survive, or we would have a lot. But no, she had 57 million eggs laid in her. So another one is individuals can travel 100 miles to spawn. So spawning meaning breeding. But that is a long way for one fish, especially they're going alone. So, yeah, it's a long way. 
The lifespan is up to 37 years. I said that earlier in the podcast. And the age can be determined by annual growth rings in its dorsal fin rays. So the ones that are on their back that I was talking about, they're kind of like tree trunks. So if you ever cut a tree down, you see those little spirals in the tree, like little rings that you see that actually tells the age of the tree. And that's kind of how it works with the Goliath grouper. I don't know if it works in other fish, but I know it works in the Goliath grouper. Um, They have teeth also when they hunt. They can bite and, you know, puncture, but they usually just swallow prey whole. They don't really try to chew it as much, but yeah, they usually swallow it whole. That's kind of why it's aggressive, I guess you could say. But they are bullies um, to other fish and things like that. They're the bullies of the ocean, Um, but they, they don't harm people. They're usually not aggressive towards people. One, we're a lot bigger than them, and two, you know, animals usually run away from people anyway, including fish and everything else, so. Another interesting fact that I found that actually, like, caught my attention a lot, because I've heard about, I've known these fish since, like, for a while, like, I've known they were a thing, like, I live in Florida, so I've seen them in person, actually. Um, They change their sex, like, if they're a boy or a girl, they can change that, their sexual maturity, um, well, after sexual maturity, if no male is available, the largest female will change her sex, so, say there's one female and three males, um, so one of those males, if it's small enough, it's the same way, but it's backwards, small enough, it'll change to a female, so each female can have the males, and then population will increase, But, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. (sighs) Back to their um, food habits and things like that. The grouper, they usually feed largely on crustaceans, in particular, like, spiny lobsters, shrimps, and crabs. They like the hard-shelled things. Um, They also eat fish, including, like, stingrays and parrotfish, octopuses and also young sea turtles so they do eat bigger prey um the prey is also caught with a quick rush and a snap of the jaws so as i was saying they're like really aggressive when they eat the sharp teeth are adapted for seizing prey and preventing escape although they most of the prey is like simply you know swallowed and not really worked on So their teeth usually are used to, like, keep them in their mouths just in case anything. In 2017, um, the Goliath grouper was protected from harvest and is recognized as a critically endangered species by the World Conservation Union. So the large size, slow growth, low reproductive rate, and spawning behavior had made the Goliath grouper, like, known for overfishing. People overfish them a lot because they're not really, you know, they don't really reproduce, they don't reproduce fast enough because they grow slowly and they get very big. Also, the Goliath grouper is the most popular grouper um, out of all of them. There are, did I say, I think I said it, there are... 162 different species of grouper. 
Um, 20 of those 162 are threatened with extinction. So, yeah. And the Goliath grouper is the largest out of all of them, so I think you can tell how big they are. But that's all I have for this video. I said video. Podcast. Sorry. I always think I'm, like, taking a video. But that's all I have for this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed learning about one of the largest fish out there. And I hope you have a great evening, day, night, morning, wherever you are right now. Bye. See you next time.